We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I want you to, for a moment, imagine yourself entering into an extremely dark alleyway. Now, what would you do to improve the situation? It's not a trick question. Put on a flashlight. I mean, the first thing, the obvious thing, put on a flashlight, or today you probably will reach into your phone and take out your iPhone and, or your phone and, and, and to use the, the light. But you would turn on a light. It's sort of obvious. You can't fight darkness with darkness. You fight light with light. Um, it, it's true also with life. Um, when darkness or evil enters into our life, um, it's sort of obvious the thing to do would be to shine a light uh, in the midst of that evil or darkness. But that's easier said than done, because when somebody says or does something evil, we tend to push back and we tend to give back what we, what we received. It gets some harsh words, we give harsh words back. Something mean is said, we say something mean back. Uh, that's fighting darkness with darkness. It doesn't improve the situation. It will just have further darkness. Uh, and, and this is the very topic of, of, of our readings today, although we have to kind of um, sort of pull it apart because it's, it's quite cryptic, uh, especially our gospel today. I mean, this is particularly cryptic. Uh, it's a very short pericope or, or portion we get, and you have to take it into context of the whole uh, gospel, what we're hearing. So um, Jesus, at this point in, in his ministry, remember, <clears throat> is heading, he's putting his face towards Jerusalem, is the way Scripture puts it. He's, he knows his death is coming, and he is heading to Jerusalem. He knows that the darkness in the world is real. Uh, and and he, he's, he's, his disciples are, are following him, and they're sort of euphoric. Everything's wonderful. They're healing people. They're, people are listening. they got large crowds, and they can't see anything that's going to go wrong. And he says, no, you don't understand. And so he's trying to give them lessons of what's ahead without, you know, wherever they were at at this point in time to try and teach them. At this time, he's just teaching them how uh, that darkness is real in the world. I mean, he's going to get killed. He knows he's going to get killed. And he's trying to tell them that evil will have its day and this darkness will overcome. People want darkness. You see, the people who live in darkness want to remain in darkness. And that's, you have to understand that. So Jesus gives us, you know, two against three in a household, uh, father against the son, daughter against the, the mother. I mean, this is hard to understand. Well, maybe the last one's the only one we understand. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. No, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. But only other than that, it's the other ones we don't understand, right? No, but joking aside, is that Jesus is trying to do this lesson on darkness and how darkness... Uh, People who are in darkness like the darkness and therefore don't want the light. And, and if we think about that and our current world and where we're at, there's so much uh, evil and darkness that, that exists and so much division that exists. And people who, who, who like division continue to use the words of division and will continue to do so. Why? Because they relish the darkness. They don't want the light. The light will show them up as being divisive, as being on the wrong side. You see, so, and we have to be careful that, to not get sucked into that world of darkness and of evil. 
and, and, and find ourselves giving back with what we have been given. Divisiveness, ugliness, nastiness, unkindness, uncharity, and, and picking on, on, on groups of people. I mean, once we get sucked into that, we find ourselves with the lights out. See, uh, we're called to, to, to shine a light in the midst of that darkness. We're called to be the light in that darkness. We're called the ones to shine the light of what? Of divine, God's divine love. Because that's what God has given to us. And this is what Jesus is saying. I wish the, our world was ablaze on fire. This is what he's talking about. A blaze of fire with what? A blaze of fire with his love, the divine love of God. If there was all this light, there'd be no darkness. If there was a divine love shining through everyone, then there would be no, there would be no darkness in the world. Now, again, that's so easy to say up here, but it's really hard to do in our ordinary lives. And, and so that's the challenge is what do we do? And, of course, here is where the letter to the Hebrew gives us an important pointer. He says we are surrounded. We don't do it alone. You see, that's what God's message in Jesus Christ is. We don't do it alone. And when we try to do it alone, it's really, really difficult, if not next to impossible. And so what does the letter to the Hebrews say? Hebrews says that you're surrounded by a great communion of saints. And that's what we celebrate every time we come to the Eucharist. We ask the community of saints to come around us, surround us as we celebrate this Eucharist, to help us to live this world. But it's not just here we ask that cloud of witnesses come. We, we claim to take that with us everywhere we go. Now this great cloud, the lives of those saints, because they can be the formal saints, so, and we ought to look at the lives of those saints because they can be heroic and, and be aspirational and inspirational for us. I mean, I think of some of the, the modern saints that, that we, we know of. Uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta is a sort of a, an obvious example that comes to us, amazing. Talk about a divine light of love shining in the Think of, or you, you think of St. Uh, Oscar Romero, or, or you can think of um, uh, some of the more traditional saints, such as St. Francis of Assisi or St. Ignatius, or St. Teresa of Avila, or St. Uh, John of the Cross, or St. Uh, Therese of the Zoo, whatever saints you identify to, is to look at their lives, examine what is it that they did, and how they did it, and then, then be inspired by that, and then to try and follow that example in, in our own lives. I mean, that's what this cloud of witnesses does for us. And, and here's the part that's really important. They will help you do it. Call upon them. Call upon St. Francis. Call upon St. Simon. Call upon the saint that you have closest to your heart and ask them to help you on your way, to give you the model for it. But th this communion of saints does not just stop with this, um, the formal saints, as we call them, the, 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 the named saints. It's also those people in our lives who, who have gone before us who are models for us in our lives. And they don't necessarily need to be perfect people. See, that's the mistake when we think about saints is that there's perfection. There's perfection, but it's, it's integration. Perfection is integration in the, in the saint. The good and the bad was integrated into the good. You see, so uh, think of your, maybe it's your grandparents, uh, maybe it's your, your parents. 
that have gone before, or maybe it's a sibling or, or, or a close friend or, or, or some other person that you knew that was inspirational to you and a model, and you think to yourself, like, I want to be just like that. Like, that's how my, I want other people to remember me. Uh, this, this last week, we, we just buried uh, two of our retired priests. Uh, one uh, on yesterday, um, Monsignor Lou Andre, uh, the, one of the pastors from here, and um, 65 years of priesthood. And John, Monsignor John Sansford, earlier in the week, 60 years of priesthood. I mean, gee, the two of them, 125 years of priesthood of service. Now, they weren't perfect people, but they were faithful witnesses to the divine love of God in all of their lives. See, we look to people like that and we say, like, that's what we want to be like. Now, you say, okay, that's all great. Okay, that's good. So how, did, how, how does that apply to us today? Well, here's the part. Is we're, we're claiming to call those, climate, those cloud of witnesses here to be with us today, and we then will receive the body of Christ. But then we claim we're going to be part of those witnesses. So if, if you think that you're getting out of here free, you're not. You're not. You just understand you're taking on a major responsibility. When you receive, you promise to become what you receive. You be promised to become a witness to what you have just heard. The Word of God come alive in your heart. You promise to become the body of Christ's brothers. Now, that's a daunting task. That's why we need to receive, because we need to receive to Christ, and we need to be reminded of the divine love that we received, so that we become the divine love in the light of the world. Now, it's very real. So, in a sense, if you're not up for the task, go ahead and leave now. Because that's what you're up to. That's what you're signing up for. Now, I don't want you to leave now. I'm, I'm just being rhetorical. But my point is, that's how serious this is. And when we sort of don't take it seriously, in a sense, we're, we're bringing scandal to what we do here. Now, here's what the really important part of this is. Now, if every single one of us, every single one of us here today, absolutely made that commitment and went out of here being a true witness to the divine love of God in our life, and to shine only light and not give any darkness, but only light for everything, tell me that wouldn't make a huge difference. Tell me that this community happens here every week. And that's why the Lord is saying, oh, I, how I anguished it. The whole world was not aflame with the, the love of God. And so it should be. And that is now our responsibility to do. So let's not just hear the words. Let's live the words. Let's live the words of being the divine love in our lives. Now, every one of us is going to get a different challenge. But whatever darkness comes into our life this week, or whatever darkness we hear, we're going to promise to turn on the light. We're going to be good and kind. We're going to be forgiving. We're going to be generous. We're going to promise to shine the love of God. And thus we will overcome any darkness of any alleyway we walk into. That is how the world will be ablaze with God's love.